know, sometimes I've gone around a lot, and, and so they thought I was, they thought I was, you know, teasing them that I was <laughs> the girl who cried I, wolf. Like, I, I, yeah, exactly. And now she's down and hurt. <laughs> and so I, in I the just vomit. <laughs> in right. the vomit, and yeah, I slid right through it, and um, yeah, that was uh, that was bad. <laughs> It began with two guys becoming friends around cycling, great beer, and strong coffee. This is the 2120 Podcast. Two guys, one subject, 20 minutes, zero excuses. Welcome, Connie Barnes, to the 2120 Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) So we were just talking here. We've known each other probably since 2007, I guess. Sure. So, yeah. And in that time, we've had some crazy laughs. We have had some tears, both. And uh, it's really neat to have you here. So, Connie, uh, I'm just going to ask you to tell us a little bit about you, what you do. Just real brief. Who are you? Well, I'm Jim's friend, (laughs) Matt's friend. Um, I am a clinic administrator in a doctor's office. In addition to that, uh, my husband and I are realtors. So tell us a little bit about the real estate thing, because, you know, one of the things Matt and I really enjoy discussing is customer service, customer experience. Mm -hmm. And you guys, you've been always somebody that I've known consistently from the from day one, really, really take care of people in a right way. Uh, You used to work for like you've got a crazy varied background, too. I, I wouldn't mind, you know, hearing a little bit more about that today even. But. When I first met you, you were working for a company called Veracity Wireless, Mm -hmm. and it was a local cell phone wireless dealer. Correct. And uh, Beth and I, it was at the time when smartphones were starting to really emerge and data was emerging, and I was like, I want this. I want this so bad. Um, Being an Apple guy, I couldn't get Apple. It, It didn't exist, and it wasn't on that carrier. So you had set Beth and I up with some pretty spectacular phones more yeah. than once. You, t- you guys took great care of us. And any time that we ever went in there, you were an amazing deliverer of, like, warm welcome. Of course, we knew each other, but it wasn't because we knew each other. I saw you do that with people you hadn't met before. Mm-hmm. And your staff was really good at it. Oh, they were the best, yes. Good times, right? Yes. Tell me a little bit, or tell us. I know. Tell Matt. And tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about some of the things that you've done in your career because it goes, I mean, you run quite a gamut of things that you know and have expertise and go. Right. <laughs> well, I started off in uh, as the lowest file clerk at a local hospital and quickly moved up the ranks just by hard work and, um, you know, they recognized ability and willingness And so I was able to take advantage of that, moved on up through the ranks, um, was on the path of moving on up again, um, and then realized that I had my hands full at home. And there were some personal things, and I I literally had to quit my job. Um, Needed to be on the front lines with my kids and not, um, had to put them first, so... Uh, went to work at a phone company and learned a lot about HR. I was kind of the the uh, Girl Friday. Did anything they needed. Did the payroll. Girl Friday. Yep. Um, anything that needed to be done, 
you know, uh, marketing. And but that set into place, I had no idea um, that set into place the opportunities that I was going to be afforded. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a very, it was a, it was a rough start in that business. Um, I, I'll grant you that uh, it wasn't an easy um, place to be. From going from a large company that recognized talent and moved you on up, I went dialed back about 50 years, I always said, to a company where that was squashed or they tried to squash it. <laughs> and um, it just had a, a few people around me that you guys have talked before about, you know, there's that one person or there's that person that recognized talent. There's that yeah. one person that, um, and I, I was afforded that opportunity by that one person. Um, there was another person who enlightened me and because of those two interactions at that place, it, was, it wasn't it was a great experience working there because I got squashed a lot, but I learned a lot. And now I get to move forward and give that ex- those experiences and that wisdom onto others. Mm. But um, Dennis, the person that we both know, yeah. um, saw something in me and took me from an HR payroll person and developed this network administrator person. And you, So you were, for, for our listeners, and I know this because you've told me that you used to help build cell towers. Yes. What does that literally mean? Well, not the physical build, but the RF engineering, yeah. the uh, wiring the base stations, making the base stations do what they're supposed to do so that your little packets of inform- data go down the, yeah. the line. So you've done HR stuff, you've done customer service, you've done sales, you've done this engineering stuff with the, the store, you've been a store manager. Uh, now you're a clinic administrator, a realtor. Like, what don't you do? <laughs> <laughs> Jack of all trades, maybe. Right. Master of none, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. Maybe you're a master of them all. But No, thanks for joining us today. So you are literally the second guest on the 2120. So that, again, that makes it the 31-something for at least today. Well, and it's two guys and one gal. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that sounds like a TV show. That's right. Comp, doesn't it? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Kyle set the bar high for me. Kyle's, yeah, Kyle was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're sitting at a table. We don't really have a subject that we come in preset. You asked me, I saw you Friday. You said, what are we going to talk about Monday morning? And I said, I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. So there it is. What's burning today? What's the hot topic of the morning that's going to get us robust and moving forward? I shared a story with you, but I don't know if we want to go with that. Yeah, we should probably stay away from that story. Let's stay away from that, that story. <laughs> spark something else. That, that will get us... <laughs> That will cause bad words to come out. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you know, just listening to Dick Connie's story a little bit, you know, the cultivator of talent, I think, is having someone that sees someone that has something and then pulls it out of them. Um, you know, you know, another thing we could talk about, too, is, you know, having a tool belt. You know, clearly you have a tool belt full of different things that you could be the person that jumps in and does like I mean you built cell towers I've, I can't say that I've, I've ever built cell towers mm-hmm. but you have that on your tool belt yeah um, you know I've I've only been in one career you know you've you've had multiple careers where I just I got, got sucked into shields and from day one I'm still there now I'll retire there where you have a lot of diversity so there's there's a bunch of different directions we could, we could go with this um, I'm a big fan of you know 
the finding that person and 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 developing them and, and doing it because I don't think all businesses have that. I mean, clearly you said that before that, that there really wasn't anybody that was doing that or and mm-hmm. like, there was just one guy that did it for you. And I just I feel that if you truly want your business to be successful, that is your number one priority: developing people. Hundred percent. You know, and I agree. I, I think that. Too many times, and this has been multiple podcasts we've talked about, um, the business side of things gets in the way of the development side of things because you're constantly trying to drive the business with the people, but you're not developing the people to drive the business. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So, you know, completely changing your mindset and my mindset kind of changed this year too with what I've been doing. And, you know, me developing people is now driving different categories. And if I wouldn't have done that, those categories wouldn't have been, they would have died out, you know, or they would have just stayed with me. So you have, you have to find that. And it's not, it's not on the boss. It's, it's maybe the boss doesn't have those characteristics, but maybe it's someone working underneath the boss. And, you know, I've always been told if you develop people, you will always have a job. Like we're I, never going to let you go. Yep. I, that has always been my motto. Develop the people, the business will grow. Yeah. You, you're living proof of it. Mm-hmm. Like, with what Dennis did yep. with you when it was, what was the original name of that? BL Wireless? Yes. And then it became Veracity, Veracity. from there, right? Yeah. Yes, because we branched out into another county. Um, we had purchased the uh, RF Airways in another county, and that county began with a T. And so I said, I'm not going to work for BLT. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we started on nice. a path of, uh, we wanted Veracity um, because of the meaning of the word. Yeah. Meaning honest, honesty, yeah, and um, that was already taken. So we we just kind of took the A out and went. With well, to me, it was o. always it always reminded me of the word velocity. Yes, right. So yeah. like, it's a combination of those two words, veracity and velocity, right? Right. So, Connie, you uh, you spoke. Okay, so we had a Elevate twenty seventeen was the first time that did I organize that both you guys spoke there and Connie you talked on the four agreements Mm -hmm. it's a great book what what was the four agreement out of the discussion that I had the story that I shared this morning Mm -hmm. which was don't make anything personal is that what you said it was Mm -hmm. two of the agreements are very easy for me you know always do your best and be impeccable with your word those are those are easy for me to do it's unfortunate that it's not easy for everyone though well those two this is true. <laughs> but um, then the, the, the next two, I, I can kind of struggle with. You know, don't take things personal. Yeah, it's hard. It really is, and don't assume. And so those are the two of the four agreements. That how, how is it that two of them come so easily? And other, the other two, I struggle with those. I, I struggle with, you know, take, not taking things personally. It's get, it gets easier, especially when you can identify them. And you know, instantly have that conversation in your head of this isn't about me. Don't take this personal. That just has to be the, the mantra. Un- unless you, you know, unless you deserve it and you should take it personal. But um, those, those two agreements are, are, they're hard ones. I think it's hard for me to not take things personally because I, I, it's hard for, I'm going to assume most people, but... <clears throat> This is such an important thing in, in coaching that I do is coach a lot around feedback, right? And so one of the biggest things that you have to do is separate the, the do from the who. That's not my words. That's Craig Grishel said that. And I love the way he frames that. So in other words, you're separating the action from the person. So if I'm uh-huh. giving somebody feedback or I'm receiving, it's more on a receiving feedback. If I'm receiving feedback, 
I need to separate my personality from it. It's not an attack against me as a human. Like that's the worst case way that you could perceive it. It's not a criticism of you as an individual, as a human being. It is literally saying, hey, you could do better with this. Here's something that you could take and work from. Mm-hmm. It is, it's all about the action, not about you as a, as a person. In fact, if I, I think this is one of the things that often gets misunderstood is if, if somebody's giving you feedback frequently, it's probably because they care about you as a person. They see an opportunity for you to grow. And if, like, if I don't want to invest in you, I'm probably not going to give you any helpful feedback. Right. I'm probably going to ignore you. Right. Um, but in a leadership role, whether you like the person or not, you can't afford to do that. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know? And right. so, again, separate the do from the who. That's just a really good memory verse for me. Anytime that I've ever felt that way or anytime that I'm giving it to somebody and I, and I can see them start to you know, literally slide back or put their hand up or, or they're, you know, fold their arms. There's all this type of body language that people give Mm -hmm. that, that communicate. Don't tell me that right now. And that's your lean in moment. You need to go, okay, this is probably the part I have to listen to. This is probably the most important part that I should be paying attention to. If I'm not doing that, then I'm not receiving the feedback. Well, right. Then you have to back up and reapproach it. And right. Yeah. Well, I think there's a there's a time and a place for for so that. True. You know, I mean, seeing that you're struggling right now, and it's my it's now my job to give you feedback. May not be the right time to give you feedback. Oh, this is good. Yeah. I may not, I may have to just kind of let you chill out a little bit, calm down, and then bring it up down the road. Um, this, the, the, yeah, set the stage. I mean, if you look around, there's people everywhere. I can't, I can't give you all this feedback with Connie sitting next to me and this guy sitting because like it may, it'll it'll knock you down even more. Sure. You know, so I think there's there's a big thing. I think it's a it's a double edged sword from the standpoint of if you and I have a good relationship, maybe you want it right then and there, but I'm trying to protect you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back a, a little bit. I think when you get that punch in the face or that punch in the gutter and you take it and you go, okay, I can get better because of this. It's because you and I have a relationship mm-hmm. that I, I'm okay with giving this from you. But if Connie sits down and goes, hey, this is what I just saw and I, I don't know Connie at all and I'm going like, what? Like, I don't even know you and you're, you're coming at me. Like, maybe from a good place, but we don't have a relationship yet for, for me to go, oh, okay, yeah, this, yeah, I, I could take that and run with it. I'm looking at go, who the who hell are, are you? you? <laughs> you're right. And I think that happens because I think there are people that just want to fix people and they, they, they get involved. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I've been told multiple times, and I've t- talked to you about this, you can't fix everybody. Mm-hmm. And it may not me, be my position to fix you, but if I talk to uh, someone else that supervises this person and says, hey, this is what I'm seeing, you might want to talk to Jim about this. Mm-hmm. They have a relationship, mm-hmm. so they can talk. So I can accomplish what I'm trying to do through somebody else mm-hmm. and allow them to step in, talk to Jim, and it's not me attacking Jim, because Jim, Jim has no idea who I am. I just saw something, and I said, hey, Connie, you might want to talk to Jim, because Jim's struggling with this right now. Oh, yeah, I'll go say something to him. And you step in, and because you two have a great relationship, it's a natural, easy conversation. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, it's easy to put your, your fists up and go, like, what? what? Where, are you, where are you coming from? I don't, even, I don't even know you, and you're telling me I need to fix this? Like, go fix it yourself, yeah. you know? And like, you, you don't want to hear that feedback, where when you have an amazing relationship with someone, 
at any point in any conversation, I can stop and say, Jim, stop. Hmm. Okay, you're, you're going down the wrong path right now. And you go, yep, thanks. I get it. And we can change the subject because you and I have history. You and I have a relationship. You and I have been working on something for so long that you, you've asked for it and I've asked for it. So when it does happen, I can't get mad at you for giving me, for punching me in the gut. I can't because I've told you when you see something, you got to say something. Man, this is such a fun conversation because I think you brought up something that I think is critical and it is knowing the timing. Yes. I was just going to say that. Isn't that amazing when you when you do have you you put the stop in that conversation and then you circle back with it later on and you bring that person in and you say, "Hey, you know, I saw something." And you start down that path of having a conversation and they slump in their chair and they maybe put their head down there's not yeah i know they already knew it but had you said something in that moment possibly could have you know not come had the same outcome as when you just let it lie for a little bit circle back when the dust had settled and then you can have those great outcomes i think i think you have to let it settle i mean there's times where in a moment you you need to say something right and those moments are those critical moments. But if you're trying to build someone and help them or help her with it and you just fire back, you may cause more damage mm-hmm. down the road. Because, you know, it may be something that you've been trying to work with and it's, it's just not getting anywhere and it's going, it's just another thing that's kind of compiling and your emotions start to get in the way. And it's like, God damn it, I've, I've talked to her about this over and over and over again. She just doesn't get it. If I light her up mm-hmm. in front of the entire floor or whatever that that is, like I may just completely just it's it's over it's done. It's like yeah. she's 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 lost you it. You can't she, repair she that. You can't. It's done. So to Connie's point, like to circle back and go, you know what? Like job security mm-hmm. is always having opportunities to help something. Mm-hmm. Like there's this is my job right now. This is this is the security that I have, knowing that I am constantly going to have to work with this person and, and get her going. We're not there yet, so I, I still have time to make this happen. I may have to you know let it calm down let myself calm down because i'm frustrated because i've, I've been working with this right. person and I'm, I'm in the trenches with her and I'm, I'm i'm side by side and we're doing this together and then we have a flare-up where i need time just to, to cool down a little bit too get my thoughts together and then readdress it down the road this is such a great topic because one of the things that, that i've done in my training around feedback is is exactly what we're talking about which is to be mindful when you give feedback but I've, that's always been about to the person that is receiving it, okay? Be mindful of, of them, mm-hmm. which is great. But there's also what, Matt, you were just saying, which is be mindful of your own emotions before you speak. Oh, for sure. Isn't that huge? Yes. Because I've been, I, I think anybody who's listening to this has been on a receiving end where somebody is lit. Mm-hmm. And the feedback that you need to have is coming at you in a, you know, a hard, fast, punch you in the gut, punch you in the nose kind of way. And... It could be because there's emotion attached to it. I'm pissed off. I'm frustrated. This is the seventh time it feels like we've talked about it, but in reality, it's only the second. But you know, those are all the things that are running through a mind. And now you've got two people that aren't really making progress. The the gap between them has grown. Right. And you're not you're not working towards the goal mm. any longer when when you get into that inertia. Yeah. So, um, and I think we have all had successes and it's the uh, it are it is those successes that we've had with with relationships with people where we've been able to help them grow 
that fills up our bucket, fills up our cup, and allows us to continue on, maybe with those that might not ever get to where we wish they could, but we, you just have to keep on plugging along with them. But it's, it's the successes, you know, from the Veracity Wireless days, you know, how many of those gals that um, we worked with have gone on to have successful careers sure, and yeah. other, you know, it's those when you invest in someone, before, I worked in Waterloo before I went to where I currently am and, um, you know, I was instrumental in a couple of lives there where I was able to help bring people in, bring them on and grow them up and now they're having great success and and those are the opportunities that we cherish we hold on that keep us going i think anybody that knows you knows what a huge heart you have you know and it's the hugs that i see people give you that you haven't seen for a while it's the it's the way that you maybe see them and you run over to them and it's a hug and it's it's because there was genuineness in those relationships. I'm I'm not going to name a person, but I'm thinking of a person that we both mutually know that worked for you, mm-hmm. and um, it's just really cool to know that you were a difference for her. And, and Matt, you've talked about that how how you've had somebody pour into you and, and has made all that difference, right? I love the idea that you never know what conversation or what small act or what one small decision will do that's going to impact somebody generations from now. We'll never know that this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that just blows my mind. And, and you can trace it back. You can see how even in your own life, uh, had you not had this significant event happen in your life, it would have set your life down a different course to the point where for me, I wouldn't know either of you just out of one decision. And that, that kind of stuff is cool to me. And that's feels like I'm morphing this into a campfire (laughs) philosophical conversation, but you know, (laughs) this it's, it it comes back to the heart and investing in people and having that deep relationship, Matt, like you talked about, uh, to be able to do those things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just thinking about the, the off the floor conversation again. And, you know, when you, when you pull that person in the room the next morning and you say, hey, I want to talk to you about something that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And Connie said, well, they, they, if they're good and they're trying to fix it, they remember what happened. And you learn as a leader that you're making a difference in this person when they can explain it back to you on the spot where they failed. And you go, okay, they're getting it now. Mm-hmm. Now you, you say, yeah, I have a, you have another opportunity to fix something else now where they, they know that they screwed up here this is where it started to go bad because of them falling on their sword and saying, this is what happened. This is what, how, it, how it all went down. This is where I could have done better. This is how I could fix it. Perfect. So then the conversation is easy. And it's not me coming down on you now. You just came down on yourself. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was involved with it the entire process. Like the stuff that, the tools that I've been giving you, you are now picking them up and running with them. For, so for me as the, the leader, I'm going, okay, I can continue to invest in you because yeah. you're, you're learning, you know, you're, you're, you're coachable. You're, you're taking what we have to say and you're, you're, you're starting to apply it. Now, are we going to get there faster? No, it's maybe, maybe the same speed, but we're going to get there together. And, that, and that's the bigger, the bigger thing. Hmm. If I drop the hammer on you, I may lose you and I don't get a chance to have that relationship down the road where we either come to the fork in the road where it's just not working out and you're going to go on to something different and we're going to be better because of it and you're going to be better because of it or we're, we're together. But, you know, to, to Connie's story and like when you see those people down the road that you may had, have to let go and you see them again and they give you a hug 
and they say, hey, I'm doing so good right now. How are you doing? And it's like, okay, perfect. Everything, every decision we made along the way was worth it because you're in a better spot now and we're in a better spot. If you see that person and you lock eyes and they automatically like turn away and walk away from you, mm-hmm. you know something happened along the way that wasn't, wasn't good. Yeah. Now, maybe it was, it was on them more than it was on you, but at the end of the day, like it's on each other. You know? So the goal is when you lock eyes with that person that you may have to let go, then naturally the magnet draws you together and you give a hug and you catch up instantly right away. It's all because you took the time early in your career and, or in their career to give them all the tools that they needed and it just didn't work out. But you guys, you, you both left on, on good terms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's relationships, you know, making sure that, you know, if I'm going to have a tough conversation with you, I, I've done all the legwork to put myself in the right position to be able to do that for you. Well, can I ask you a question? Sure. Maybe, and and if, if this is not okay, we'll cut it out. But you recently, uh, what, a few months ago, you fell at the clinic. Mm-hmm. And what, can you talk about that? <laughs> You mean and broke my foot? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was uh, unfortunate. I was on my way home, and I was had my computer bag and my purse and was loaded down and, you know, my nice shoes on, and I'm flying out of there because I walk, you know, 95 miles an hour all the time. And um, come around the corner, and a patient had become ill on the floor. And instead of barricading the area and they just threw the dry stuff on it and put up no signage, you know, to be careful. So I hit it. I mean, I hit it. You hit it at 95. I hit it at 95, (laughs) weighted down with the computer bag and my purse. um, Yeah, I I went down like a ton of bricks and it was was pretty significant. And everybody, when I kind of came to, everyone was laughing, but the laughter stopped because they thought I was joking because I'm the one, you know, that I'll do the walk like I'm going down the elevator. And so, you know, sometimes I clown around a lot. And, and so they thought I was, they thought I was, you know, teasing them that I was. The girl who cried I, wolf. Like, I, yeah, exactly. And now she's down and hurt. <laughs> and so I, in I just. Vomit. <laughs> in right. the vomit. And yeah, I slid right through it. And um, yeah, that was, uh, that was bad. Um, so long story short, it was an employee that didn't do what they should have done. And they should have, yes, throw the dry stuff on it, but then barricade it off because it could have been anyone. But it was at the end of the day and patients were gone. And so sure. they just, you know, were getting by. And and uh, when I returned to work the next day with my boot on, uh, she came into my office sobbing. You know, we went from laughter, haha, Connie's funny, to... You know, it literally had I had to be picked up off the floor because I was could not get up, and she was sobbing. First of all, she felt terrible. I hear I have a broken For ankle. Sure. Yeah. And then she was like, "Am I going to get fired?" Mm-hmm. And it didn't even cross my mind that that would be crossing her mind mm. that she would be terminated for that. But I suppose you know, in her mind, it was a violation of what she was supposed to have done. Um, Oh, I met her with absolutely not. This is an opportunity for us to learn. Thank goodness it was me and not, you know, a patient or, you know, anyone else. Um, let's let's have a talk about it. Let's let's sit around, let's why it happened, why it shouldn't have happened, what we should have done, wrap all those things, but then even more than that, take that another step farther 
how can we apply that to our code blue room? How can we apply this to our exam rooms? You know, how can, what are we cutting corners on on the daily that could possibly be, you know, affecting how we deliver care? Yeah. I mean, you turn every situation like that into a learning experience. Absolutely. You guys talk about that quite a bit on your on previous podcasts, that any failure is an opportunity to learn and grow and move forward smarter. And, and I, that, I, I love that um, because it makes, it makes failure okay. It's okay to step your toe. We call that a just culture. Self, self-reporting. <clears throat> self-report the um, the errors and then we work through an algorithm of okay you know was it intentional no so we go down this path if it's intentional you're gone yeah. if it's not intentional then we work through it yeah we do we do stuff very similar to that and it's in, it's in new stores like we send our team down to a new store opening we do a scrimmage where we bring everybody back and we we physically have customers that are our sales associates shopping and sales associates selling to them. We have cashiers ringing. We have fake money. and you know Everything's live. And we're testing the store to see what breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll knock through the security door and have the alarm go off and see who re- replies to the, al- the alarm going off. We'll dump water on an aisle and see how many associates walk by it because it's so busy, the hustle and bustle. They've never formally been trained to pick up the water you know we'll have a, a person lay down and like I just I just fell you know how do you how do you respond to that do you get the right people involved to help make this a, a good scenario because you you're teaching them the business you're teaching them sales technique you're teaching them take care of the customer all these things but you're not teaching them about what happens when the sprinkler head starts to <laughs> let go and water's all over the ground. I'm sorry I'm laughing. I don't want mean to derail you, but I'm picturing the episode of The Office when Dwight sets a fire, locks all the doors. And it's just <laughs> and big, says like, now says, what? Yeah, now what do we do? It's bad. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the point of, like, and obviously it, you got hurt, you know, but it opened up eyes of like, here's something that failed. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming down on someone, yeah, let's, let's just fix it so it, doesn't, so it doesn't fail again. Great it happened to me. Great it didn't happen to somebody else. That's awesome. I'm the one dealing with it, though, but I have to look at this from an opportunity from the standpoint of we're not going to make this better and it will never happen again in my business mm. That's because right. we're going to fix it. Right. You know, a tragedy turned into a positive because this bad thing happened, but we fixed it so we don't have to worry about it ever again. I mean, the, the, the day one when the person falls in your store and you were the associate that was a part of the training and you saw how we fixed it, you go, I got this. I'll just step in and make it happen because I was there. Not the deer in headlights like, holy shit, this just happened. Now what do I do? Well, we didn't lock eyes yet. They didn't see me. I didn't see them technically, so I'm going to walk away really fast. Sure. It's right somebody away. else's problem now. No, they're going to swoop in and they're going to take care of it because mm-hmm. they've been involved in the situation. The goal of what we're talking about right now is throw curveballs at your staff so they're constantly just getting better because of it. You know, they're, they're, they're constantly seeing these things that could be problems and they're fixing it before there's a, there's a problem. You do that. It's, it's developing people. You know, it's, it's in all my years, I've had the poop volcanoes and the, all these things that happened in my store that this new associate has never dealt with. Mm-hmm. I have. So why not put, my, put them in a position to see the things that I've already seen so they don't have to, so they know more about it than, yeah. than going into it. So, you know, your broken leg or ankle, you know, was tragic, but your entire team learned. 
you know, like her coming in the next day thinking that she's going to get fired because of something that she didn't do and we didn't we didn't fire her. Like she's now more bought into our company because we, we use this as a teaching moment, you know. So I would hope that she goes, whew, I have still my job today. I'm going to do better now because of it. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so my question for you is, Connie, was this actually a very elaborate training thing that you put together <laughs> to, to take a if dive? If it had been, I would not have ruined my favorite pair of shoes over it. Oh, my it. goodness. <laughs> oh, wow. Between your vomit escapade and the poop volcano, yeah. I, I have zero. <laughs> I, I just, I guess I should be counting my blessings on that. You can't make it up, that's for sure. I think one of the, the best things that, that I take away from just listening to both of those situations is, is if you're not working with people, uh, you know, how different could that next morning have gone? Yep. Had you not been the kind of leader that you are, Yep. that you were angry, resentful, pissed off, that somebody in their stupidity could have not taking care of this. Here you are with a broken ankle. Don't you know I've got this or this coming up and how important it is? Like all of those things could go through your head and maybe they even did. I don't know. But but on the other hand, you made a decision to, to look at it as, okay, I'm going to see the glass half, you know, we'll go there, mm-hmm. a glass half full mm-hmm. instead of half, half you know, empty. It's ironic because what you just described is exactly the culture I walked into. It's, that that's what clinic. was there previously. That, yes. Yes, that is what I walked into. So and no wonder she was, was she there at that time? Oh, Do you know? yes. She, so she knew. They were all beaten dogs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was, it, it was ugly. It was an ugly culture. So it's no surprise that she had that emotion attached that to it that she morning. She went straight to, I'm going to get fired. She, because she'd been threatened with being fired so many times yeah. over things. Not great leadership tactic. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was, you know, just again carrying that through um, forms of feedback and the way you give people. You got to be mindful of the emotion that's attached to it. Here's what's happening, and here's what's not happening. Like mm-hmm. what's not happening is your job's safe. Right. It's about but, putting it into perspective. Yeah. You know, did I want this to happen? No, it happened. Okay. How can we move forward? You know, you don't mind feeling the the pain as long as you learn something from it and can move forward wiser. Mm. And so that that was my, my entire goal was how can we move forward in wiser? And, and what I did not realize is that everybody thought she was going to be terminated. Wow. It, would, it was an entire, the, the entire staff was like, well, that's it. She's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to learn from this. We're going to grow. We're going to heal. Well, we kind of started talking about, this morning around having that inner circle and having that trust and those relationships. And I guess that's kind of the full circle that we just made is mm-hmm. like coming all the way back to that, you know, and you started with the, with the four agreements and don't take things personally. And Matt, you know, just talking about you get the importance of having those relationships. So yeah, we should, we should end there. We should wrap. It's good. Thanks for being here, Connie. Thanks this has been awesome me. to have you. And uh, we look forward to talking with you again someday. I look forward to it as well. I'm Jim. I'm Connie. I'm Matt. Catch you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 Podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Jim. And Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back 
is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help us fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.